Hey everybody and welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and uh, we've got a, a show that I'm really kind of excited for tonight. So let's jump right into things. Uh, joining me today, right across the street and a little bit north, we have Mr. Jeff Gore. That's me. Good Jeff, to be back. I feel like it's been a while. It's been a long time, man. H- how you doing and what are you drinking? Well, I am... Uh... I'm doing okay, um, you know, in the midst of everything that's going on. More importantly, I'm doing great tonight because I've got myself this uh, Barrel Finish Select Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, Ooh. The, the Lucan store pick, and in the midst of many choices tonight trying to figure out which bottle I wanted to kill, I found this one actually half full, and I'm afraid I'm still going to kill it. Yeah, you probably so. will. Uh, it's so good, though. I, I love it so much. Big big shout out to you for introducing that to me. So, yeah, I picked up a uh, a bottle of the uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked uh, store pick from uh, Corona Cigar Company out in Tampa. Oh, um, have yeah, not even cracked good. it yet. Haven't even cracked. I've got that. I've got a bottle of a uh, of um Jack Daniel's single barrel. That's supposed to be one of the best barrels. People people have told me it's one of the best barrels they've ever had from Jack Daniel's. So I'm really excited for that. And then oh, I've wow. got a little Elijah Craig small batch single barrel over there as well. So. I'm uh, expecting this to be a good, good few months drinking some good bourbon. But Very tonight, nice. but tonight I'm switching things up a little bit. I got some, uh, I haven't slept much today, so I'm going to try and get myself a little bit of a kick. I've got some coffee, or instead it's called uh, Death by Affogato. It's from the Oscar Blues Brewing Company. This is a mm. porter with lactose, vanilla, cacao, and express, espresso beans. So, uh, oh. I'm looking forward to this, and hopefully it keeps me awake. But let's head Sounds on down. Delicious. Let's head on down to does right. Let's head on down to Largo. Tony, my friend, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And what are you drinking, sir? I'm not sure what the hell it's called, but it's a beautiful little concoction. My wife and I figured out uh, it's Buffalo Trace mixed with some Dr Pepper, grenadine, and a splash of lime juice. Okay. It's you really good. It might not juice. sound like it, but it is. That, that that actually sounds good. Jeff's not a lime juice guy, apparently, but I'm I'm in for the lime juice. I'll drink it. Yeah. Gives it a nice little citrusy punch. Now, that sounds good. And we're going to head out a little bit further west, all the way out to uh, the newly single, temporarily, Mr. Mike Ma- oh, in Huntsville. How you doing, sir? Uh, yep. Um... Uh, yeah, uh, Nikki and the girls are out of town this weekend visiting your grandmother. So uh, instead of uh, I've reverted to my bachelor roots a little bit, and instead of drinking with my wife, I'm drinking alone, sitting at home. <laughs> uh, so I've got a uh, this is called Mexican hot chocolate. It's a uh, imperial stout with vanilla, chocolate, cinnamon, and Carolina ghost peppers. Uh, so it's one of those, but it is absolutely fantastic. It is just an awesome stout. Uh, it's Highwire Brewing Company out of Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Asheville is kind of known for having a lot of cool breweries. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of their stuff all the way out here, but I saw this one, picked it up, and it's phenomenal. That sounds really good. I'm not going to lie. You guys got some good beers tonight. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you'd like it. The pepper isn't too prominent it just sort of it it sort of lingers on the tongue at the end yeah we had that one pepper beer out here i was not a fan of 
Right. Um, but yeah, it's that that sounds legitimately good. Like I'm gonna have to try and grab some of that. That sounds really freaking good, actually. Um, this Death by Avocado. If you haven't had a chance to get it, I just had a sip of it, and oh my god, it's good. But uh, guys, Oscar Blues has never steered me wrong, so I'm not surprised. No, they're good. They are really good. But guys, um, you know the the four of us really pair and comparison. Comparison. <laughs> the four of <laughs> you're us. You're so sleep deprived. Oh, I'm so tired. Uh, but we we have nothing on the biggest lush of them all. The guy drinking Dallas, Texas dry of Diet Mountain Dew. Steven, my friend, how are you? Uh, just because you said that, I'm putting down the Diet Dr. Mountain Dew and picking up a Diet Dr. Pepper. So take that. What, what's a Diet <laughs> Dr. Mountain Dew? Uh, that's a Mountain Dew with a PhD. Obviously. Come on. My bad. In what? Uh, kicking ass and taking names. It's a Mountain Dew. Ooh. Damn. It was all out of bubblegum. Okay, that's enough They Live references for the show. There's never enough They Live references for the show. Oh, if only Timothy Dalton was here. If only. Oh, boy. Okay, so tonight's show is going to be Jeff and Steven taking on the team of Mike and Tony. I am going to be your host. Tonight's show is a little bit different. So we actually have a somewhat Jeopardy-style game. You've heard us play this game before. We have got four rounds of trivia. Um, it is going to go back and forth between the two teams. Each particular round has point values attached to them, 1 to 400 points. The teams will go back and forth selecting options. If they get the questions right, they get the points. If they get the questions wrong, they do not lose the points. After the half, we will have a halftime question worth up to 400 points. At the end of the game, all four of these particular uh, categories have a bonus, have a, a wager question associated with it. So you can then wager however many points your team has on any or all of those four wager questions. To make this a little bit more interesting, we are bringing back the rebound. The rebound will be offered to the team that is not answering the question. They have got to answer on the spot whether or not they want to lock in a guess on that question. They have two rebounds per game. If they get it right or get it wrong, that rebound is gone. They will get the rebound back, though, if the original answering team answers the question correctly. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes, it does. Did you give us the categories yet, or did I miss that? Not yet. All right. So, uh, Tony and Steven, you two are on different teams, and we're going to allow Tony to, to guess this. Tony, I'm holding up a number of fingers between <clears throat> one and two. Guess what number it is. Two. Tony and Mike are going to go first. And I'm glad Jeff and, uh, Jeff and Mike would be there to see that, to validate that I was not cheating anybody. No. So no, we- he wasn't. Here are your four categories. Good luck. Your categories are people in U.S. history, actors and actresses, food, and then alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Tony and Mike, you're up first. The point values will wager between 1 and 400 points. Go right ahead. Uh, Tony, what are you feeling? Uh, anything from food or celebrities, probably. All right. Um, 
I'm feeling less confident about food. So let's start off with the, what was it? Actors and actresses. That is a category. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start off with that for uh, 200. Actors and actresses for 200. Here is your question. Which of the actresses portraying the Sanderson sisters in Hocus Pocus is related to a woman who was accused of being a witch during the Salem witch trials? Oh, and I, I just so you guys know, I did double check. No word on if she had a luggy rat tail or not. Jeff or Steven, would you like to steal? Well, I know which one had the lucky rat's tail. I don't know if that's a good enough clue to base this off of. Um, yeah, I'll steal. And they have locked in their rebound. Mike and Tony, you are free to talk it out. Uh, so, uh, Tony, I, I can tell you which three actresses were the Sanderson sisters, but I have no idea which one was related to... Uh, was related to somebody who was accused of witchcraft. You have any uh, have any idea? It was I mean it's it's Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and uh, Kathy Najimy, I think. Yeah, I didn't remember the other two. Obviously, Sarah Jessica Parker is the most famous of the three, but ironically, I also believe that she is the one who's related. Uh, okay did you did the rat's tail clue click for you at all? It sounded it sounded like it clicked for Steven, but it's been so long since I've seen that movie, I don't remember <laughs> uh no um i just remember my my wife and one of my best friends girlfriend is really into hocus pocus and that came up a few times so, okay well if you if you feel like sarah jessica parker i don't have any counter arguments so i'm cool with that. yeah i i feel pretty solid locking that in all right sounds good and they have locked in sarah jessica parker and we have our first correct answer of the day Sarah nice. Jessica Parker did have a relative at the Salem Witch Trials who was accused of being a witch. That's the most information I could get on that, but I thought it was interesting enough. I had to write a question about it. Still no information on whether she was actually killed or not. Well, there's there's only a handful that were actually killed. Yeah. Um, but Jeff and Steven will not be charged a rebound because they didn't get a chance to use it, but Steven did have the rebound answer correct, so nicely done, Steven. It is your turn. Give me a category and a, a number amount that you'd like to go with. All right. What are you feeling, Steven? Uh, I'll leave it up to you, but uh, game theory tells me that if we go after a 400 question and we only get like one of the four right, we've made as much as answering all four of the 100 questions. So it's probably better to go big. It's true. Which uh, What category are you feeling more comfortable with? Uh, I personally not feeling actors and actresses, but okay, not actors and actresses. Let's try the food. Food, food seems pretty comfortable for me, and also probably could do well with questions. So let's go food four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> food for four hundred. Here is your four hundred point question. While today you might reach for Pepto Bismol. But back in the 1830s, what condiment was commonly sold as a cure for indigestion? Fun fact, this condiment is actually really bad for indigestion. Mike and Tony, do you want to rebound? Not I, said the pig. No. Okay. Jeff and Steven, talk it out. Uh, so, it's a condiment. It's a condiment, yes. How many condiments are really being sold in, what, late late 1800s, 1890s? Is that what you said? I thought 1839 or something, right? 
It was in the 1830s. The actual year, I believe, was 1834, but I did not bring that information with me. Okay. It's a condiment that's not good for indigestion, though, so I'm trying to think here. And 1830, so it's going to be like like a real basic bitch condiment, too. Well, so I have unfortunate personal experience in this area and happen to know that a lot of tomato items are very bad for indigestion. So my first guess would just be straight up ketchup, which would be surprising for a $400 400-point question. But I'm trying to think of any other condiments that would fit into that category. So I would be willing to go with ketchup. If you have personal experience of upsetting your stomach, I'm totally okay going with ketchup. Yeah, so I mean that's – I feel pretty good about that. So okay, let's lock yeah. in with ketchup. Let's lock that in. Ketchup. They have locked in with ketchup, and that is a correct answer. Nicely done. I'm not happy about it, but, you know, <laughs> personal experience tells me. <laughs> For the longest time, it's still, it is still a myth to this day that ketchup will cure indigestion. It's one of those things that it's, it's been around. It's been something that's been said as an old wives' tale for, for over 150 years. Uh, actually, damn near 200 years at this point, and people still use ketchup as an indigestion cure, and it does nothing but irritate the stomach. So, nicely done. Mike and Tony, you are up. All right, to- uh, Tony, I, I kind of, I think Steven might be on to something with the game theory, because, and I think if we don't start taking the 400 pointers, they're just going to start taking them all, so. Agreed. Um, They just took food. Are you feeling strong about any of the other three? We can stick with actors if you, or yeah, actors and actresses. I mean, the, after that last question, I'm already not feeling super, as confident as I was on that one, but I'm cool with that. Yeah, let's try it. Actors and actresses for 400. What Hollywood actor had to hustle his way into the 1954 film The Chalice, thus marking his film debut? He was actually so embarrassed by his performance in the film that he took out ads in local papers saying it was the worst film ever produced in the 50s. He apologized for his performance and asked people not to watch the film. It did not have the desired outcome. Jeff, Stephen, would you like to lodge a rebound? I would not. Neither would I. Okay, Tony and Mike talk it out. Uh, so, Tony, my... First of all, I, I don't want to necessarily bias you in a particular way if you have any thoughts. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the, I, I was listening for subtle clues... But uh, when I heard the when I heard him use the phrase hustle, uh, it made me think of The Hustler, which was a Paul Newman film. The timeline's about right. Um, I think because he so would have probably been a clarifying question because you said 1954, The Chalice, right? Correct. That's the Did year the mean, movie came out. It, is it The Silver Chalice? Or just The Chalice? I will double check. Because I know of a movie, and this is thanks to Mystery Theater 3000, um, The Silver Chalice, and I think it's around that time period, which has Paul Newman. Okay, it. so it is. it was released called The, the Silver Chalice, but during production it was just called The Chalice. Okay. My so, yeah, apologies. That, 
Mike, that... Well, in that, that case, that makes me feel a little better about that guess, Tony. <laughs> what? I said, I, th- I guess if you know that there was a silver chalice with Paul Newman, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, that's why I thought about it. I was just like, well, silver chalice is that crazy Greek film from, like, the 1950s. Yeah. And that had Paul Newman in it, so... I'm I'm good with going with Paul Newman. I don't remember a film prior to that that had him in it. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, let's lock it in. Paul Newman. And Mike picked up on the clue. It was Paul Newman. Nicely done, nicely done. 400 points for Mike and Tony. This brings it over to Steven and Jeff. What are we going with? Well, I guess I kind of screwed us over, and now we have to do the 400s for all the things. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They picked up on our game theory somehow. I don't know how. It's, I feel like they were <laughs> listening in. Um, Bastards. So I don't have a good history with alcohol questions on this show because they're rigged against me purposely by an evil host. So I'm not super into the uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms category. But if that's what you prefer, I can go there. Um, I don't think I would prefer either. But if I were to take this upon myself, I probably would go ATF. Okay. Uh, so there's not a guarantee it's going to be an alcohol question, so let's go with that. They're going with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and I believe I heard you say 400. Is that correct? Correct. That's right. Go big or go home. Dating back to 3400 BC, what type of alcoholic beverage has the oldest record of having a written recipe? Mike and Tony, would you like to steal? Nah, I don't think so. Not for me. Mm, not on this one. Okay, Steven and Jeff talk it out. Okay, well, uh, 3,400 years, I... so um, we're talking like Egyptians or Chinese, because they're really the only ones writing that time, or I guess Middle East, um, Mesopotamia. Mm. So those are all not wine countries, those are all beer countries. So... Mm. Beer would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I 100% have to go with that. I don't think that I don't think that wine would have been a play in that yet. Yeah, beer so. seems like the most because beer is essentially somebody fucked up bread, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. They fucked it up real good. Uh, so we'll go with beer, I guess. Logging in with beer. They have locked in with beer. And the logic works again. 400 points to to Jeff and Steven. The correct Ooh. answer is beer. Nicely done. I do nice just job. want to point out, though, that China is mostly known for plum and rice wines, not beer. Oh, well, good thing I don't know enough about China then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know China did rice wines, too. I always think of that as Japanese. To be fair, I don't think he said that China did beer. I think he said that China was one of the people that were writing back then. Oh, gotcha. Or that, that we have gotcha. written records of. Gotcha. I, I, I'd, have pro- I'd have probably guessed beer, too, but... It doesn't make sense. Didn't matter. Well done. It's because you're all it's a bunch made, of luscious. It does seem the easiest. Pretty much. I'm just glad Chris didn't like want us to say ale or something. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Specific time period, age, right. location, and everything like that. Nope. Sorry, it wasn't beer. It was ale. <sighs> Well, it, well a, it probably wasn't a lager. <laughs> yeah. It was a Persian mead. Actually, it was a CPA, uh, Chinese pale ale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that is going to bring us over to Steven. No. Nope. nope. I mean, I'll take it another wasn't. one. 
That's going to bring us yeah. over to Mike and Tony. Is it fair to say you want to take the last 400-point question on the board? Uh, I mean, I think we have to. So Yeah, we kind of have to at this point. Ah, yep. Pass it up. You, you don't want that. We do. To be fair, I don't either. And your category is in people in U.S. history. You may know that John Wilkes Booth came from a family of actors. But did you know that his father's middle name is from a Shakespearean tragedy? That same play is the only play where John and his two brothers appeared in together. This play has a sad bit of irony given what John would become famous for. What play am I speaking of? Steven and Jeff, would you like to lodge a rebound? Well, there's an obvious guess, but I don't know it for sure. I'd say it'd be worth it on a 400. Okay, I yep, you'll convince me. I'll lock it in. All right, Steven, send me over your rebound. Their rebound is locked in. Mike and Tony talk it out. So, uh, playing with a little bit of logic here, not a lot of his plays had brothers in them or, like, a lot of male characters centered around the same roughly age period. Sure. Uh, Only one I can really think of would be, you know, maybe Othello or Julius Caesar. Well, so Caesar, Julius Caesar is the first one that popped into my head, and that was because Chris talked about uh, the irony, and it's about a yeah. political assassination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- which, and that's when when Stephen said the obvious answer, that was what I assumed he was referring to. Um, yeah, so I'm fine locking him with Julius Caesar if that's what you're. Yeah, I with. mean, yeah, that I could see them being like the brothers playing like. Other members know. of the Cassius, Brutus, and Antony, or yep. something like that. I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm okay with that. I I don't know that I'm going to have anything better. Yeah. No. Let's lock in Julius Caesar. Okay. They have locked in Julius Caesar, and I'm thinking my game might be a little too easy for this crowd, but that is a correct answer. And with that, all the 400 point questions are not only gone; they were all achieved correctly. Oh, man. Okay. Jeff and Steven, you're up. Well, I guess theory would now go to the 300s, right? Well, I think we should tell them that our theory is to go to the 100s, but then choose a 300. You're you're right. Probably the best thing now is to go with the 100s so we can make it easy to ensure we get the points since it's such a close game. I agree. 100 sounds nice. Okay, 100 in what category? Uh, are you liking food again? Yeah, foods. We can take food for 300. Food for 300 sounds great. Oh, that's a switch I did not see coming. <laughs> I said it wrong, but we're locked in now, so I guess we'll just have to live with it. Ah, bummer. Oh, darn. Here is your 300-point question in food. What fish is so dangerous to cook that in Japan it requires a license and years of training? This fish contains a toxin that's more dangerous to humans than cyanide. Tony and Mike, would you like to uh, rebound? Absolutely. All right, they have locked in the rebound. Jeff and Steven, talk it out. Uh, So I'm a little bit hesitant here. I've watched a lot of food shows. I know that there's several poisonous fish. But I believe specifically the one that he's looking for is a blowfish. 
What I don't know, however, if there's a specific name he's looking for. Now, see, you watch a lot of cooking shows. I've seen the episode of The Simpsons where Homer accidentally eats the wrong part of the puffer fish and thinks he's going to die. And I know that was at a like Japanese restaurant. So I'm pretty sure it's puffer fish with like a tetrodotoxin, something like tetra something like that. Tetra something. I'm almost positive it's a puffer fish. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping that puffer fish is always looking for, but good locking in with that. Okay. Puffer fish. They locked in puffer fish, and puffer or blowfish is your correct answer. And this game is distinctly too easy for this group. <laughs> So we'll be back. We're going to be back in about an hour and a half, and I will have new questions. I mean, to be fair, we did approach that from two completely different angles and still got it. So, okay. If, if, if memory serves, the chef that was supposed to cut the puffer fish just so at the Japanese restaurant was in the car making out with Mrs. Kerbopel. <laughs> oh, my Seinfeld, my, uh, my Simpsons fan. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, poor Chris. So tired, guys. This Words are hard. It makes you feel better, Chris. I've heard your uh, your Seinfeld trivia episode, and you're not that good at that either. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ouch. It's very, very difficult when you only have 20 seconds to lock in an answer, and you're going to read the question out loud. Okay. Mike, Tony, what are we going with? Uh, well, I guess we'll stick with the three hundreds, right, Tony? Um, which which one are you feeling? We haven't answered any in uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms yet, but there might be a reason for that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I can manage the alcohol, but as soon as it comes to firearms or tobacco, I, I just won't do that well. I I think I think that's kind of where I'm at too. So yeah, I, we should I mean, stick you, with you, uh, I, one of the other two. I'm I, yeah, I'm okay with sti- I'm okay with sticking with actors and actresses or going to the people in the U.S. history again. Either Whichever one, one you fine, think. So let's uh, just um, let's do actors and actresses since I think that they'll have an easier time with that as well. Okay. Actors and actresses for three hundred. Here's your question: While whitewashing is common in Hollywood. What Hollywood star was so miscast as Genghis Khan in the film The Conqueror that the film now is often often considered one of the worst films ever made? Jeff and Steven, would you like to rebound? Yeah, I can rebound on this one. Their rebound is locked in. Mike and Tony, talk it out. Uh, so, uh, Tony, this is definitely John Wayne. Uh, 100%. Yep. They have locked in with John Wayne. I'm going to raid those Mongols, I tell you. All right, Pilgrim, calm down. The correct answer (laughs) is, in fact, John Wayne. No rebounds used yet. And this is going to bring us to the last question of the first half before we go to our halftime question. Steven and Jeff, what are we going with? Um, So the 300s left are tobacco and firearms. And what was the other one we still had? Let's mix things up and go with the people in U.S. history. Okay. People in U.S. history for three. People in U.S. history for 300. Here is your question. After their death in 2012, it was revealed that who was the first known LGBTQ astronaut? 
This came out after this person's obituary revealed they had been with the same partner for 27 years. Mike and Tony, would you like to rebound? I I can. Their rebound has been locked in. Jeff and Steven, talk it out. Uh, So I actually know this one um, because I am slightly interested in uh, NASA, even though I was... Not ever able to, not ever able to go to space camp. Uh, yes, and of course that's a, a great segue into uh, the answer of Sally Ride. Yeah, I have no clue. So if you're confident in that, go ahead and lock it in. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a big, uh, I don't know, thirty minutes uh, of news, and then it went away. <laughs> because it shouldn't be news. The correct answer is, in fact, Sally Ride. Nicely done. And ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our halftime question. After halftime, I'll give everyone their scores, and we'll see where we stand as we go into the second half of the game. But here is your halftime question. Your category is in geography. Ooh, yeah. The Malay Peninsula is the southernmost point in mainland Asia. There are four countries that share the land on this peninsula. Name those four countries for 100 points each. Chris, did you say southernmost point in Eastern Asia or Asia? Mainland Asia. Mainland Asia. Okay, I knew. I thought you had a modifier. I just couldn't. All right, Stephen, I feel good with that. Okay. All right, Jeff and Stephen have locked in. Mike and Tony, talk it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tony. I think I think we can lock in with what we discussed too. I don't. Okay, yeah, that's, that sounds good. I, you for know, me. you 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 know me and geography. It's a it's a running <laughs> joke. Ah, har, 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 har. Yeah, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I feel comfortable about the the four, the the first three were easy for me, and I think um, Stephen and I probably struggled on the same one. But we're actually going to be locking in with Thailand, Cambodia, Malaysia, and Myanmar. Steven, For the record, it will always be Burma to me. <laughs> Stephen and Jeff, what did you say? So we went with Thailand, Malaysia, Myanmar, and Singapore. Ooh, a point of separation. This is very interesting. So your correct answers are Myanmar or Burma. Thailand, which is the one that I did not know. I did not know that went all that far south. Malaysia is the obvious one. And all the way at the tip is Singapore. Steven and Jeffrey get 400. Mike and Tony get 300. Yeah, it's going to sound a little ridiculous, but the only reason I even knew any of that is because I know a lot of people over there because of the mobile games that I play. Tons of people (laughs) in uh, Singapore and Malaysia. Well, the one I was blanking on was Singapore, so like I would not have come up with that until you said it, and then I know it was correct. <laughs> well, going into the second half of our game, it is a close one, as we have only gotten one wrong answer the entire time, and that was only part of the halftime question. So Mike and Tony at 1,600, Stephen and Jeff at 1,800. And we're going to turn this back over to Mike and Tony. What are we going with? Um... Well, I think we got to finish out the 300, right, Tony? Yeah. 
All right. So hopefully alcohol, but possibly tobacco or firearms. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms for 300. Here's your question. The cigarette company Lucky Strike saw a 50% increase in sales between the first and the last season of what recent popular television show? Jeff and Steven, would you like to rebound? Yes, I believe I would. All right, Jeff, send me over your rebound answer. All right. Mike, Tony, talk it out. Well, to- Tony, Tony, I, I have a guess uh, of a show that I only watched about the first half of the first season of, but uh, I don't know what you got. Um, what's your guess? My guess is Mad Men. Okay, because that's what I was thinking. Okay, Cause it, I mean, because it kind of takes place in the same time period when Lucky Strikes were originally, you know, popular. Right. I guess you could say. Um, right. And I know that smoking, and I'm trying to picture like the old tiny Lucky Strikes packaging and trying to remember what it looks like in Mad Men. And I only watched a few episodes of that show. Yeah, same. But knowing it's a show Jeff has watched, I want to lock in with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to come up with anything else, I don't think. so. All right. So, yeah, let's lock in with Mad Men. They have locked in with Mad Men. Um, so I did a little bit of research on this. Lucky Strike kind of hit their stride actually back in like the 30s and the 40s. So I think when this TV show was set, it was kind of towards the, the downward spiral of Lucky Strike's popularity. Um, but the correct answer is Mad Men. Nicely done. We're going to add 300 to their score. And it's going to bring us over to Jeff and Steven. What are we going with? Chris, did we ever get a score check after halftime? Did I just miss it? Uh, yeah, you missed it. But. Yeah, it's 1800 for uh, Steven and Jeff and 1600 for you and Tony. And that brings you to 1900 Okay, now. sorry. So, Jeff and Steven, I'm assuming you're going to go for the tie here and go for the 100-point questions? You know us too well. It's a logical thing to do. It, it really is. Uh, so, what's been your favorite category so far, Steven? Well, we've let off each round with food, and it served us well, so. I like your style. I like your food. Thanks. Food for 200, please. Food for 200. Do you think you're eating wasabi sauce? Think again. Due to the price and the scarcity of its made ingredient, most wasabi sauce you consume is actually what other root vegetable? This root vegetable is also turned into a sauce that's usually mixed with food coloring and other ingredients to imitate real wasabi. Mike and Tony, would you like to rebound? Yes. And the rebound has been counted. Jeff, Steven, talk it out. So, I've always heard that um, fake wasabi is horseradish. I don't know if that's true. Well, you have heard correctly. Woohoo! Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horseradish. <laughs> is that a final answer? Yeah. Horseradish sauce or horseradish is correct. Nicely done. And we're going to bring it over to Mike and Tony. What are we going with? All right, Tony. Well, I think we have um, we have people in U.S. history and ATF left in the two hundreds. Um, you feel feeling strong one way or the other? No, nope. we should just flip a coin. 
actually, we, well, we do, we do, we, our last one was ATF. So let's switch it up and do people in us history. All right. Sounds fair. People in U.S. history for 200, and I will mention that this is not a question I ever thought I would write, but it is beyond beyond a shadow of a doubt one of my favorite random facts that I've heard that I tried to turn into a question. I did as good of a job as I could, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> this sounds terrifying. This is a little terrifying. How many U.S. presidents had died prior to British philosopher Hunter William Buckland publishing the first full account of a fossil dinosaur in 1824? Or, to put it more simply, how many presidents had died before having the chance to know that dinosaurs existed? Ah. Oh. Jeff and Steven, do you want to rebound? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'd pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good with president stuff, so. All right, they are not rebounding. Mike and Tony, talk it out. All right, Tony. Um, So... One of the random facts that I know is that both John Adams and Thomas Jefferson died on the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which would have been 1826, which was two years later. Uh, Okay. So, like I said, random fact. Um, So we know uh, George Washington was dead at that point. Uh, Adams and Jefferson were still alive. Mm Mm-hmm. I would assume Madison and Monroe were both still alive. Um, and Quin- John Quincy Adams was the sitting president. So at that point in time, there had only been those five. So my guess would be just the one, just Washington. But I don't, I don't, I don't know 100% on Madison and Monroe. I just know that I know that's when uh, Jefferson and, Mad- and uh, Adams both died July 4th, uh, 1826. I mean, that that seems pretty solid logic. Um, if I remember, I'm pretty sure they both died like somewhere in the 30s, but I could be wrong about that. But that still puts us quite a bit after the finding of the fossil. So I'm, and and I'm I actually take it back. Here. I think I think Monroe was actually the sitting president at the time. So <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so I, I, I feel I'm pretty strong about just the, just Washington. Yep. And so you're locking in with what number? One. Don't give me that condescending attitude. No, 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 sir. That's what I'm talking to you. Don't you sass the host. I will drive to Alabama. It's a long drive. I'm kind of tired, so it might take me a little bit. It's a long drive. (laughs) If you think that was sass, I don't even know. That one from zero to 60 out of nowhere. So tired. It really Chris, did, Chris. I don't know if you're speaking in slow motion or maybe the network bandwidth is a little slow, but uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. Oh, I'm tired. Okay, tell us about the joys of fatherhood one more time. Oh, uh, you have one. That's cute. Ha. <laughs> she was. I fell asleep at eleven. She was up from twelve thirty till now. <laughs> she hadn't slept for more than twenty <laughs> minutes the entire damn day. In your correct answer. Is one George Washington died without knowing dinosaurs existed? Yeah, <laughs> nice. I mean, done. like, does he seem like the guy who would care though? No, uh, I think no. he had other things no. he was worried about. I don't know. I feel like that's something he would have wanted to learn about on Mount Vernon, right? Like just chilling, knowing, hey, there's these giant lizard things that existed. And despite the fact that that James Madison was in fact sick for like all of the play Hamilton. Um, Literally no idea how he didn't die earlier. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, he he actually outlived Monroe. He died, I think, like four or five years after Monroe did, because Monroe died a little bit younger. All right, Jeff and Steven, you're up. Well, I imagine we should finish out the two hundreds. Sounds right. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. It is. Bring it on. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Your two hundred point question. July thirty first, nineteen yeah. July thirty first, nineteen seventy is known as Black Tot Day. This was the last day that the British Navy issued sailors their daily rations of what liquor? That usually uses a base of molasses or sugarcane juice. We're looking for the liquor. Mike and Tony, do you want to rebound? Yeah. And they're locked in. Steven, Jeffrey, talk it out. Uh, well, molasses or sugarcane would be rum, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. That's uh, I'm pretty sure what we're looking for, especially for that time period, it would make the most sense. But, I mean, as a base, that that's, that's rum. Well, look who all of a sudden yep. is an alcohol expert. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah, I'll uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go with rum. And the correct answer is rum. Nicely done. I apologize <laughs> for cutting you off there, Sir Stephen. I, I thought you had already locked in. If you can't tell, guys, I'm tired. I'm not even sure you're awake anymore I at this don't point. I think so. This is a whole dream. You need to wake up and host a podcast. <laughs> Please? <laughs> that would help me because I don't think the, my anticipated plan for this game was to have everyone get every question right. In in fairness, we missed one of the four in the halftime question. And here's your chance to make it up, Mike, because the next round, they're all worth 100 points. Yes, they oh, are. Thanks. What are we going with? Let's round it out and take food away from them. Sounds oh. good. Sounds good. Yeah, I like, I like close that. Out I actors. like that. <laughs> Go for it. Here is your food question. Sanagali. CC beans, Chana, and Bengal Graham are just some of the other names for what type of legume? I won't eat them plain, but if you grind them up into a spread, I will dip literally 1,000 chips into them. What am I talking about? Jeff and Steven, do you want to steal? Jeff and Steven, do you want to rebound? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to rebound. And they have locked in. Mike and Steven, Mike and Tony. Mike and Tony, talk it out. Uh, it's so chickpeas. T- yeah, I was going to say it's it's chickpeas, right? It's the wonderful, wonderful little thing, also known as a garbanzo bean, I believe. Oh, is, I did. I actually did not know those were the same thing, but I know that uh, I know that chana masala, which is one of the ones that Chris mentioned, is a fantastic indian dish with uh chickpeas so and then the spread yep. question kind of drove it home yeah so for we'll me so i'm good with that they have locked in with chickpea and that is a correct answer chickpea or garbanzo bean 100 points to mike and tony and before we go over to jeff and steven i have opened a new beer the blanche de chambly is a belgian style white ale from unibrow a brewery in canada it is very light. It is a vast, vast difference from the lactose porter I just drank. Uh, but really, really good. This Unibrow Brewery, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm in. It's good stuff. Unibrow's a great, brewer, great brewery. 
How are you going to be able to say Deschamblee, but you can't say Mike and Tony? Try it, Mike and Tony. <laughs> Mike and Tony. Yeah, hey. When, when, it, when it's something important, he gets it right. It's beer, man. Yeah, Come right. on. Names are overrated. Mike, exactly. I take offense to that. He got your name right, not mine. Well, I, I, like I said, when <laughs> okay, the name is important, point. I, I didn't get mean it right. It that way. Wow. Okay. Steven and Jeff, what are we going with? I think we need to steal their actors right back, show them what's what. I mean, I, that only makes sense. Sure, why not? Actors and actresses for 100 points. Dubbed as the most atrocious Cockney accent in the history of cinema, what American actor apologized for his accent 50 years after the iconic movie came out? Obviously, neither the singing nor the dancing penguins could sweep that accent under the rug. Mike and Tony, do you want to rebound? Uh, I already did. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff and Steven, talk it out. Uh, So it's got to be Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins, right? Yeah, it's obviously uh, good old Richard. Uh I mean, I don't know what else to discuss. This is uh, possibly the easiest game Christopher's ever written. Um, Damn! He, he, he needs a nap. He needs a nap real bad, so let's finish this off. Uh, we're going to lock in Dick Van Dyke. And Dick Van Dyke is a correct answer. Nicely done. Jeff, you know after that he's going to completely ream us in the final, right? Oh, for sure. He's cur- currently rewriting that question as we speak. Yep. Oh, there are four final questions that have all been rewritten. <laughs> All right, there are two 100-point questions left. Are we going, Mike and Tony, with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, or people in U.S. history? Let's uh, let's finish off people in U.S. history. I think we've answered the most. Yeah, that, that's that. what I'm feeling, too. So you're going to leave right. the alcoholic Jeff and the sober Steven to take <laughs> the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms category. That is some strange logic. I mean, it's gone well for us so far. Yep. Here's your 100-point question. What Mount Rushmore president was both a licensed bartender and a dominant wrestler before entering politics? In fact, during his wrestling career, he amassed over 300 victories with only one defeat. Steven and Jeff, do you want to rebound? Well, there's no time we can rebound after this, so we might as well. So, yeah, I'll rebound. They've locked in their rebound. Tony and Mike talk it out. Well, if Trump gets his way, he won't be the first person who's bought his way onto Mount Rushmore. So, well, uh, ironically enough, it's the exact answer we're looking for in Mr. Teddy Roosevelt. Are you sure? Because I know Lincoln was a wrestler. Like, I think Lincoln wrestled. I don't think Lincoln. I know Teddy Roosevelt's like in the Hall of Fame for wrestling. Oh, is it? Well, you're you're you probably know more about wrestling than I do. I don't. For some reason, I thought Lincoln wrestled, but um, because my initial instinct was Roosevelt, but then I started walking it back. I'm pretty sure Lincoln was also sober. Well, that's a fair point. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good with Roosevelt. Like, I don't have. If you know that, if you know anything about wrestling, then you're ahead of me. So. Yeah, you don't remember uh, Teddy in the WWE (laughs) laying a smackdown to. I haven't watched the WWE since it was still the WWF, so no. <laughs> hey, don't you, don't mock Teddy Top Rope Roosevelt with that elbow drop of doom. <laughs> hey, you know who hates the nickname Teddy? 
Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> what are we going I, with, gentlemen? I don't know. I let's. I think you might be right. I think it might be Lincoln. Wait, what? What? What are we talking about yeah. now? Hold on. I think I think you're right. The more and more I think about it, I don't. I know there's a story about Teddy in a bar, but I'm pretty sure it was a brawl and not him bartending. Because he was a. Let's see. Teddy Roosevelt was a known hunter, wrestler, and like rugby star or something like that. I don't know. I think you might be right. I think it might be Lincoln. I mean, I, I, for some reason, I thought Lincoln was known to be a wrestler, but I, I genuinely, like, it was weird because I, my first thought was actually Roosevelt, but then I was like, oh, wait, wasn't Lincoln a wrestler? And I did not know whether Roosevelt was or not. So. Let's go with your gut and go with Lincoln. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I, I, I don't feel strongly, but I, I'm good with it. They have locked in Abraham Lincoln, as Garth calls him, Abraham Lincoln. But your correct answer is, in fact, Abraham Lincoln. Nicely done. Thank, thanks for reeling me back in, Tony. Good job. And that leaves our final question for Jeff and Steven. 100 points in alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Here is your question. This Welsh privateer fought alongside the British in the Caribbean in the 1600s and was eventually knighted by King Charles II. But you might know him better as what liquor company's mascot and namesake. Mike and Tony, do you want to rebound? I mean, it feels silly not to kind of use a rebound, but I genuinely don't have a clue on this one. No, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank. I'll leave it to Tony. Sorry, I I was muted. I did. I already sent it over. And they have locked in the rebound. Tony, you're in. Jeff and Steven, talk it out. So I'm pretty sure he's talking about Henry Morgan, and therefore Captain Morgan would be the iconic character. And I am pretty sure that you are correct. I'm pretty sure he's not talking about Sailor Jerry. For the record, I realized it a bit too late, but yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm with Stephen on this. We'll go with Captain Morgan. They have locked in with Captain Morgan, and that is a correct answer. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our main game with zero incorrect answers throughout the entire main game. Only one out of four missed on the final game. And that leaves us at, sorry, only one out of four missed on the halftime. And that leaves us with a score of 2,300 points for Mike and Tony, 2,400 points for Steven and Jeff. And we are down to our wager round. Here's how your wager round is going to go. You know what your point values are. You can wager up to as many points as you have on any four questions. You'll have to lock in your wagers before you get the questions, and your categories are, stop me if you've heard this before, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, people in U.S. history, food, and actors and actresses. I will give you time to talk amongst yourselves, come up with your wagers, and send those over to me, and then we'll get into the rest of the game. We are good to go. So I, I, I did all the math, I promise. Yep, you did. 
Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I, I'm okay with that. That that more or less fits in with with the logic that I was thinking. So okay, okay, make Chris do math in his sleep deprived state. Oh, he was bad at math before this. Come on now. I know, right? They're using fractions and shit here, guys. Oh, good God. They would. They'd do anything they can to beat us. Well, it's kind of the point of the game. Yep. Uh, oh, is it? I just like drinking and seeing real people that I don't work with. Okay, everyone's wagers are locked in. We're going to go question... Reorder. What? I'm sorry. I've I've just got fucked over by a door dasher, so I'm trying to fix it here. Oh, the worst. I got half my meal. Door dash is so bad about that. Ah, the worst. Okay, I'm back. Okay. So we're going to start with people in U.S. history, then we're going to go to actors and actresses, then food, then we'll finish it off with the ATF. That would be alcohol, tobacco, and firearms for those that have not been listening for the last, oh, I don't know, hour or so. Here we go. Your question in people in U.S. history, which of the well-known founding fathers had an illegitimate son named William, who was not only the last colonial governor of New Jersey, but a staunch loyalist during the American Revolution? Mike and I can lock in. Mike and Tony have locked in. Jeff and Steven, talk it out. So I feel like this is Ben Franklin's kid. Um, And I feel that way, I'm realizing, because of a single line in the musical 1776 that talks about his son being a loyalist. So that's the best I got to go on, but I'm pretty sure Ben Franklin's kid was the asshole. Yeah, it's... um... I don't remember why, but I feel like my wife was just talking about this the other day, about Ben Franklin had a son that went and became a loyalist. I don't know. She would kill me if I didn't remember, so I'm just going to go with I definitely remembered, and I'm pretty sure it's Ben Franklin. Okay, we can lock in with Ben Franklin then. They have locked in with Benjamin Franklin. And uh, Mike and Tony, what did you lock in with? Uh, we, we also locked in with Benjamin Franklin. It's time to get those wagers. Mike and Tony, what was your wager? 384. And Jeff and Steven, what was your wager? We went with uh, zero. And the correct answer is, in fact, Benjamin Franklin. Nicely done, both teams. And that gives a 284-point lead to Tony and Mike as we move into the second question. Second question is in actors and actresses. Here's your question. What Oscar-winning actor has played a neo-Nazi prison leader, an obnoxious newspaper editor, and a tobacco lobbyist in his career? Oh, yeah. He's also the voice of the yellow peanut M&M. Oh, I think I can lock in. Mike and I can lock in. All right. Let's go ahead. And uh, Mike and Tony, why don't you give me your answer? Uh, Pretty sure it's uh, good old J. Jonah Jameson himself, J.K. Simmons. They have locked in with J.K. Simmons, Stephen, and Jeffrey. What did you say? Uh, we also say J.K. Simmons. And Mike and Tony, what was your wager? 764. And Jeff and uh, Stephen? 
We uh we went with zero on this one. Yes. <laughs> All right. Tony and Mike are taking the commanding lead as we move into the next part here. Your next category is in food. This one's a little bit long, so uh, I apologize in advance. What chip company had a whirlwind few days after an executive from their parent company, PepsiCo, went on the Freakonomics podcast and offhandedly made a comment about creating a ladies' version of their popular snack? This version would include chips featuring a lower crunch profile, less dust on their fingers, and a special-sized pink bag that would fit in a woman's purse. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm locked in here. Let me uh, double-check with my partner here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and I can lock in. You are now free to talk out your answer. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is Doritos, uh, not Frito-Lay, simply um, because of the question was written in the way that it would insinuate that there would be less dust, less mess, um, and well. I think out of those two, Doritos would definitely be considered the messiest. See, the only reason I questioned it is because I'm pretty sure that Doritos is part of Frito-Lay, and I'm not sure how the question was worded, whether we needed the exact chips or if we needed the company that they were part of. So maybe if we can get the question again. I will tell you, I'm looking for the exact chip. Oh, if that's the case, then I definitely want to go with Doritos. Yep. Then we are locked in. All right. And Mike and Tony, what did you go with? We likewise went with Doritos. And the correct answer is Doritos. Nicely done to both teams. Tony and Mike, what was your wager? Good old 768. And Steven and Jeff, what was your wager? They went all in. We went with 1200 on this one. Oh, maybe not. Okay. You know, a, a real regular number for a podcast host to have to deal with, not your wacky numbers over there. <laughs> Your, yours, yours divided more easily than ours did. We want to go ahead and uh, bet pi on this one. On the next one, we'll bet tau. On the next one, we'll bet. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I'm done with Steven shit, guys. It finally happened. Two and a half years in, I'm done with Steven. Why do we, Why is the equation 2 pi r when 2 pi is literally just tau? Just go with tau. <laughs> Your score is going to the final question. Jeff and Steven are at 3,600 points. Mike and Tony at 4,216 points. Ooh, boy. It all comes down to this final question. And your category is in the ATF. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. What name is shared by a popular U.S. branded malt liquor and a popular selling handgun with a barrel around 11 millimeters in diameter? Oh, locked in. All right, Mike. Tony, talk it out. Yeah, Mike. I mean, I think this probably I'm not, is I mean, I'm not super up on my malt liquors. I don't think you need to be. I think it's been such pop so popularized. Right. Okay, so you think you think it's you think it's Colt 45? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They have locked in with Colt 45. Jeff and Steven, what did you say? Uh, we said the same thing, Colt 45. The smoothest drink in the galaxy. Both teams have locked in with Colt 45 and that is a correct answer. 
and this is where it gets interesting because it's literally all down to wagers. Mike and Tony, what did you wager on that question? Uh, we, we, ra- we wagered what was left of our points, so another 384. And that brings them to 4,600 points. Jeff and Steven, what was your wager? We wagered the rest of our points, too. 1,200. And with a final score of 4,800 to 4,600 and a, a damn near perfect game... Or a perfect not game. Not damn for, near. It was a perfect game. A perfect game for Jeff and Steven. A damn near perfect game for Mike and Tony. 4,800 to 4,600. Your winners tonight, Jeffrey and Steven, nicely done. And literally. Big shout out to all my friends in uh, Singapore. It all came <laughs> down to Singapore. <laughs> yeah. The sad thing is, I actually do have a friend who lived in Singapore for many years. I don't think you have a friend there anymore. Well, he's in California now, so true. California, all right. Chris, go get some sleep for fuck's sake. That hurt. I'm so tired, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't say. I'm so tired. So uh, you're not up for like a uh, Dungeons and Dragons setup after this or anything? That is going to bring us to another end at the pub trivia experience. Jeffrey, tell all of our listeners where they can find us on the socials and the websites and the interwebs and all that fun stuff. I am going to go take a nap. Well, if you're new here, we're the Pub Trivia Experience. You can find us anywhere, basically, at Pub Trivia Experience, Facebook, Instagram, our website, PubTriviaExperience.com. The only odd one out at this point is Twitter, and that is Pub Trivia Pod. So you can find us anywhere. We are mostly active on Facebook and Instagram, where we do a daily trivia. Um, come join us, play along daily, and then uh, catch us on Sundays when we upload our newest episode. Thank you, Jeffrey. We also have got some exciting news to bring to you this week. Earlier this week, the Pub Trivia Experience expanded. We have launched our third podcast in our podcast family. So you know the Pub Trivia Experience If you're a movie fan out there, you probably have heard us over on the Recast That podcast, where we take people who love movies and television shows and we make them recast some of their favorites. The newest member of the PTE family is a podcast called Boozy Bracketology. Find us anywhere you can pick up your podcasts. Boozy Bracketology is a March Madness-style elimination tournament where we have our, our panelists argue over which movie or whatever we're doing that particular month, we'll move on to the next round. We've already knocked out a Disney bracket to pick out the best Disney feature of all time. You actually heard that as a bonus episode here on the Pub Trivia Experience. Next month, or actually, screw that. Starting this month and going into the end of next month, we will have the comic book movie bracket throwdown. We're going to find out the best comic book movie. And I think, if I'm not mistaken... Every single person on tonight's episode is a part of that. And then earlier this week, we started our we started recording our October release where we are going to figure out and put out there the best sports movie of all time. That one, I will tell you right now, you do not want to miss. For the pub trivia experience, everybody, I have been Chris. I'm Jeff. I'm Tony. I'm Mike. And I've just been a nightmare Christmas having in his sleep-deprived state. He's actually got to wake up soon, and it's only 3 a.m.
I would kill to sleep till 3 a.m. That would be so nice. Everybody, have a great week.